Come live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Um, I love this time of the year. We're on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We take Friday and Saturday off, and then once a month we come back on Sundays with We Know Cross Country with Coach Richardson and Coach Rucker. But tonight is the professional experts with my co-host, Duck Riley and Tim Moore. Duck, how are you, sir? Doing well, Precious. Uh, we, awesome. we thought we'd give you an a hour reprieve and stuff, let you relax <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my co-host for Sports Talk Atlanta, um, his bell has been ringing all day with trick-or-treaters, so we're going to take that night off. We'll, we'll be back strong next week, but I appreciate it. Um, it's kind of neat just seeing the trick-or-treaters for sure. So thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, and look, hey, President, I'm probably in the last 10 minutes. I might have to do that. I might have to release yeah. people. But, yeah. you know, I don't think I'm giving out – all the thing I'm giving out is shaving cream because some of them jokes look about 90 years old. <laughs> Duck, it's a night for everybody. It's oh, a night okay. for everybody. All I know is that if I'm in here doing radio, Rev is not going to answer the door. So trick-or-treaters, hold on. Give me till 8805 if you're still out late. Um, I'll be back at the door. All right, let's get some guys in here. Steve Thornton. How are you, sir? Doing good. Doing good, Princess. Dave, how are you guys doing today? Doing good, good. good. Doing good. Thank you, thank you. And my favorite, Will Lewis, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I hope you guys had a good weekend. Uh, happy Halloween, Doug Riley. <laughs> <laughs> His team won this week, so I don't know if you – I hope you came up with some other material, though, for me, Will Lewis. Yeah, well – you can't play the Sisters of the Poor every week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Princess, you be waiting on wheels, don't you? That's all right. That's okay. I'm waiting on wheels. My boy Ricky are back. Mm-hmm. Ricky is not on here. It's just, oh. us, just us chickens right now. No Jay Hayes. We got Steve oh. Thornton, Will Lewis, and me and you. So <laughs> let's no, get started. Okay. All yeah, right. Uh, I'm sure, sure Tim will be running a little bit behind. It's, it's Tuesday. All right. I'm going to start off with uh, my homeboy, Steve. Let's, let's yes, deal with this open mic. What you got for us? I, first off, it, it may or may not be something that you or anyone else wants to comment on, but Pat McAfee, can y'all give him <laughs> some shirts with some sleeves in he had on a sport coat today. He was on first take. He looked he looked he dressed up a little bit today. Yeah, he, I can't watch his show. <laughs> I did pick that out the first take that he was on, had a sport coat on. He's just one of those people that irritates me. So wow. I exercise my right as an American that I don't watch. <laughs> uh, the other thing, since there's only a few people on, uh, the uh, NFL trade deadline. Um, I'm just surprised that there was not more activity. 
but yeah, I just don't. Uh, do. But I do love what the 49ers are do have done and what Philadelphia has done, and they just keep adding pieces. And I think if you have extra pieces, you'll probably be able to figure the puzzle out a little better if you have more pieces. Mm-hmm. And because all the pieces are not going to work. All of them are not going, going to be able to contribute to the same degree. But I like the fact that they are not standing pat and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're exercising their right to make some moves. So I like that. And I, I could ramble on, but I, I'll give you guys a chance to chime in. Here <laughs> and, you know, might have a little time to feel, but, uh, yeah, that's a good okay. starter. Okay. Uh, Will. Open mic. What you got for us? Yeah, that was uh, that was one of my things as well. Was the uh, NFL trade deadline today? Um, and, and and just like just like we said, just like Steve said, uh, and, and somebody said it earlier, the NFL trade deadline is sometimes like theater popcorn, right? We walk in, it smells great, but <laughs> by the time you taste it, it's just okay. I mean, <laughs> And that's about how that's about how it goes out. But yeah, just like you said, there were a couple of things that that made sense with the trade deadline. Uh, the Vikings acquiring Dobbs, you know, after Cousins getting hurt, um, Cousins getting hurt, and then uh, the Redskins making a couple of trades: uh, Montez Sweat and uh, Chase Young to the. Um, <clears throat> I mean, to uh, a couple of teams. Uh, 49ers, yeah, the 49ers take uh, take Chase Young, and uh, Montez Sweat goes to Chicago. Um, so a couple of interesting ones. And then even the Giants trading Leonard Williams to Seattle. But the, the biggest trade was actually, instead of being the NFL trade down, trade, trade deadline, happened to be the NBA <laughs> trade with uh, James Harden being traded from the Sixers. So a, a little irony in the trade deadlines. Um, the only other thing I had as far as open mic was I saw where the uh, Brett Favre defamation lawsuit against Shannon Sharp was thrown out. Surprisingly, right? Um, yeah. So, so that was a good deal. But okay, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, pretty much it. Yeah, well, just to kind of throw this back out at you and Steve, you know the the Redskins. I thought the front. The who? The oh, the commanders. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever. Look, whatever they're supposed to be. <laughs> All right, the the commanders. That front four. Uh-huh. Now, now all the push is going to be up the middle. That that backup is Russia's. I I, I didn't know. I I don't know. I, I I thought that was kind of questionable trade. You know, you guys thoughts on that? Yeah, my thought my, my thought on it um, really is it's a little bit of an act of uh, desperation because those two were le- legitimate edge rushers. Yeah, true. Chase has missed some time because he had the injury I mean, right off his, his rookie year, so he's missed a little bit of time. But he's finally healthy, and I think coming back, uh, Montez Sweat was the other side, the other bookend, um, and and I thought they had a, a formidable uh, front four. Um, so yeah. I think that this kind of takes away from it. But I just see the uh, I just see the uh, <laughs> the Red Commanders uh, kind of in, uh, <laughs> in a in a transition a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, they're thinking future already in, in this in this whole thing and trying to get picks and different things going on. And, and those guys were yeah. uh, two highly rated candidates. So I think they're actually thinking more future, uh, maybe even without this head coach than uh, than anything else. 
Uh, yeah, you know what? That's what I've been been reading, um, and I've seen it on several different outlets. Is that the 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 word is that Ron Rivera is almost done, and basically um, Eric Bieniemy is running things in in the clubhouse anyway. So they yep. may pull the trigger here soon. And and Tim Moore is on. Welcome to the show, sir. Glad to be with you all. Of course, always enjoy it. All right, All right. We got, we, we, we're doing open mic, uh, so what you got for us? Shiloh Sanders. Um, I, I, you know, I've been very concerned all season with how quickly officials are reaching for the whistles to blow targeting penalties. Um, a lot of these calls are not targeting. They're good, solid, hard hits. And that hit, that call on Shiloh Sanders on Saturday that got him ejected from the game was just a bad call all the way around. And, and I just think they're getting ridiculous with it. They, anytime somebody gets hit hard, they want to call targeting. And there are some targeting calls, but not as many as they, they tend to call. I mean, it's just, it's getting ridiculous. Because they're even picking up the flag after replaying some of them. Um, I don't know, just... It just bothers you me. You did kind of slip him under the chin a little bit, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. And then my take on that is even the term targeting is a little bit misleading, right? So yes. when this whole thing was, was introduced and they were talking about targeting, it was like the defender was leading with the crown of his head and he was targeting the helmet of the, of the ball carrier, of the defenseless receiver, like he was mm-hmm. targeting him. In in Shiloh's case, he clearly hit my man in the chest with his shoulder. But, yeah, I mean, I know this is hard to believe, but your head is attached to your neck and your shoulder. So I think there's <laughs> going to be incidental. There's going to be incidental contact. So there's a difference between targeting and incidental, and I think they need to make that because if you, tar- you, you have a hard hit, you hit a guy in his chest, you know, your head is probably going to hit a little bit higher because you've hit him in the chest. So incidental contact, to me, is a lot different than targeting somebody's head with the crown of your helmet. Yeah, yeah correct, correct. All right, Princess, what you got? Open mic for us, Princess. All right, she on mute. Meet me, Sandy. Oh, man, I was just <laughs> talking away. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to mention, too, that, and I think maybe Will Lewis did the Chase Young going to the 49ers. That's pretty good um, for the 49ers, and, and I guess they're acquiring they are acquiring um, um, draft picks as far as the Redskins. I'm sorry, the Commanders are concerned. I also heard Jameis Winston to the Vikings, and that didn't happen. So I wonder what went on there. And I see that you know, as Will Lewis said, um, Josh Dobbs. And then the only other thing I had is the Sports Equinox yesterday on Monday. Um, all five of these um, organizations were in play, Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, Major League Soccer, and Hockey all played last night, only the 30th time in history that all five oh. of them have played together, um, for mm-hmm. sure, okay. on the same day. Uh, well, Princess, to answer your question about uh, Jameis Winston, I think uh, the Vikings went back and looked at hard knocks outside <laughs> Outside his grandmother's house, but anyway. Listen, uh, I could care less. I have never been a Jameis Winston fan. Okay, crab legs at Publix. I'm, I've never been a fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. All 
Which I'm gonna stay with you, Princess, because I wanna. What's your top five? I know everybody's probably watching. Uh, Kurt. Well, it used to be my buddy Kurt. Uh, anyway, be... your top five. <laughs> used to be your buddy Kurt Kurtstreet. I think he's yeah. getting inducted into the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame. Um, congratulations, yeah. Kurt Street. Um, that's pretty good. Well, I've seen a lot a little bit, so I have Georgia at number one, as I said last night. Ohio State two. Um, Michigan three, I have Oregon four. I thought they looked good against Utah and FSU at five. All right, Tim. Yeah, um, I've got uh, Georgia still number one to beat the like Rick Flair used to say to beat the man you got to beat you. I mean to be the man you got to beat the man. You know, <laughs> so uh, I've, I've still got Georgia Rick number Flair. one. <laughs> um, I've got um, Michigan at number two, Florida State at number three, Washington at number four, and then Ohio State at number five. Okay. Will Lewis. Yep, I agree, man. To be the man, you got to beat the man. So that's kind of how I'm leaving the Bulldogs at number one, uh, Michigan um, at number two, and Ohio State at number three. I'm waiting to see that match, and maybe it comes down to the final game of the uh, of the year to see who actually uh, prevails there. Um, so, yep, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, FSU, who continue unbeaten this week when they play Pitt. Another story for another time, and then Washington. <laughs> no, no, let's, no, 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 no. Talk let's about talk it. about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a poor segue. Let's not. <laughs> All right. All right, Steve. Let me start by saying, as far as the uh, Shiloh Sanders hit, Tim, I wasn't necessarily disagreeing, but you know, to me, the whole thing about targeting and it, it's all right. – it's in cahoots with the NFL. It, it, it's, mm-hmm. To me, it's just all a smokescreen because mm-hmm. they don't wow. really know what they do. It, it's, it's almost right. like, you know, I have an instant replay on T.I. Replay on, uh, call, passing abuse calls. I don't know what they're doing. But, you know, yeah. they're trying to protect people. And But like everybody said, a hard hit sometimes, that'll draw your flag. But I digress. Let me move on to my top five. I got Georgia number one. And then after that, it really doesn't matter because <laughs> we're going to play these games out the rest of the season for unless somebody beats Georgia. But I got Georgia number one, uh, Florida State number two, Michigan, Ohio State three and four, four and three, whatever. It, it doesn't matter until they play each other. And then Washington number five. And I think that's probably all of the undefeated teams except for Air Force and James Madison. They're both still undefeated. So, mm-hmm. the longer you stay undefeated, the top, the longer you'll be in the top five or the top four is what they really were trying to get to. Yeah. Okay. Not good to lose late. All right, let me stay with you because the, the basketball game, Duke and Louisville, what was your take on it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I said last week if they weren't playing at Cameron Indoors, don't bet on this. <laughs> But it played out pretty much the way I thought it would, except I think they skunked them, didn't they? They didn't lose your beat Duke like 28 to nothing or 23 to nothing. Yeah, they beat them bad. Beat them bad. And, and I was a little surprised at that by the score. But, uh, you know, right now it's like a, a lot of teams. There's, there's, Louisville yeah. is a little better than Duke in football. So we'll see how things play out. But no surprises there. Okay, uh, 
Precious. Um, I thought that I was surprised that Duke didn't play well, and I was even more surprised that they didn't even get in the end zone. Uh, I, and, and if you look at the score, I, you have to say that Louisville dominated. And 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 Duke didn't score in the second half. I mean, um, they they didn't show up. So um, and now Duke is back to being a basketball school. <laughs> All right, Sam. Yeah, I, 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 no, with the Duke uh, game, I was really surprised, very surprised. And they had the quarterback, even though he's a little hurt, um, in the game. Um, they just didn't play well, and um, just stunned me. Just stunned me. One I sided. will. Yeah, that's that. I mean, I think we we hit it on the head here with uh, with what Duke is, right? I think they started out smoking. They had all their weapons. Um, uh, over time, they've lost a bit of this, a little bit of that. And I think Duke is back to being exactly what they are, which is a uh, basketball school, and now they know their place. Louisville has better, had better athletes. Uh, they've been a little bit inconsistent, but they, uh, they hit it on stride this week and, and took care of business just like you thought they would. So. Yeah. And, okay. Doug, can I say this? Um, Duke beating Clemson doesn't look good at all now. You know, um, no. in, in, the, in the first week, we thought, oh, my goodness. But now that doesn't look so good when Clifton has four losses. Yeah. Okay. I want to stay right with you, uh, Will, because we you saw the Oregon and Utah game. Your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it was good watching. Um, I mean, both of those teams played early in the year, uh, and you saw what Oregon was with the, the speed and athleticism. And when Bo Nix is on, it can be pretty tough to, to slow down. And you also saw it with uh, Utah, you know, being a little bit bigger and a little bit more physical, um, but still didn't have the quarterback to, to run the show. Um, and Utah just kind of ran into a Oregon team that was hitting on all cylinders, you know, after, uh, you know, faltering a little bit earlier to, to Washington. But the Oregon team is a good team. They got good athletes all the way around. Uh, and, the, and the quarterback's as good as any quarterback in the uh, – in the country. So uh, I think Oregon can be pretty tough to beat. And they may be one of the better one-loss teams um, right now. I mean, it's, I think there's five one-loss teams. It'd be interesting to see how everybody ranks, you know, those those five guys as well. Yeah, Oregon is okay. ranked higher in the uh, in the committee uh, thing than any of the other one-loss teams. Yep. They just flashed it okay. on the screen. Okay. Uh, Steve. Oregon, Utah. Oregon and Utah played out pretty much the way I thought it would because Oregon has a lot of speed. I know I said it last week, but I'll repeat myself. Uh, Oregon has a lot of speed. And they were just much faster <laughs> across the board than Utah. I know they've had some issues with their starter not being able to play and this and that, but it's, it's just one of those skills. You really can't teach a guy to be fast. He either is or he isn't. And there are a lot of guys on Utah, I mean, on Oregon's team who are. And, and that's like I said it, too, about the, the Dolphins. I mean, Tyreek Hill, man, he's he's a special dude because he's so darn fast. But he's also a really good, a really good football player. But, again, I digress. I like Oregon in the beginning. To, and, and, they, and as much as I like Washington, Oregon ought to be undefeated. I mean, they lost that game right. to Washington. They lost it, but they had lots of opportunities to win that game. But a loss is – an L is an L. Well, <laughs> well, 
whether you get beat, beat 63 to nothing or whether you get beat 14-13, it's still a loss. So, But I like Oregon, and I do think they, they are one of, if not the best one loss team uh, in, the, in the country right now. And I, I think it may wind up, too, that we have a one-loss team in the, in the playoff system. Okay. Down the stretch, a lot of the undefeated teams play one another. So we'll see how it all pans out. Okay, uh, Princess, Oregon, Utah. I was surprised. Um, I think I, I I thought that Utah this would be a good game and that they would compete, but the the speed of Oregon um, was on display again. And by the way, Bo Nix has surpassed Boise State's Kellen Moore and the Longhorns, um, Colt McCoy, as having the most starts for a college football quarterback. Bo Nix has, now has that NCAA record, but I thought they looked good. They looked really good. Say that again? We played together in college back in the 70s, me and Bo Nix. <laughs> That's a long time, brother. That's a long time. But he's got more more wins than any college quarterback. I guess so. He's been playing longer than any college quarterback. I hate, <laughs> I hate records like that. You know, because they don't compare apples to apples. That's all. Well, he had three seasons, three seasons at Auburn, and now this is his second season at Oregon. He's, he's got five years. Um, I'm he known to quarterback to play more. COVID. He got the COVID year. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the COVID okay. year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like I said, you know, but, but that's the way records are, right? I mean, they don't really adjust them based on the timing. I mean, you know, back when Jim Brown played, they played 12 games. Now, basically, yeah. Barry Sanders played most of his career with 14 games. It's kind of unfair to compare guys who get to play 16, now 17 games, and say, oh, he, you know, he leads his league in rushing. He ain't got an average with about 60, 70 yards a game. Yeah. I never thought bringing up Bo Nix would, would, would invoke uh, the thoughts of Jim Brown, but okay. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's move on to Tim. Tim, what you got? <laughs> Utah, Oregon. I sat down and expected to see a really hard-fought competitive yeah. ball game, and I was stunned uh, at how easily Oregon handled them. Um, I'm still not sure – what Oregon is. I think they're much better than the team that went to Georgia last year at the first of the year. Um, but I'm still not quite sure what they are, but they looked awfully good. They looked awfully good. Um, so we'll see how this, how this thing shakes out when they, uh, when they finish up their season here. And, uh, um, you know, the playoffs is going to be really interesting. I can't believe they put Ohio state number one. That's pretty crazy. All right. Uh, I'm going to stay with you. Uh, Oh, in the rankings tonight, Ohio State number one? Ohio State number one, Georgia two, Michigan three, and Florida State four. Yeah, I think Carlos, I think, uh, Princess, I think Carlos called in for that one. But anyway, uh, (laughs) (laughs) let's let's stay with the game of the week, uh, Tim. Florida, Georgia. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, You're going to pay for that, Uh, Duck. You you really are. It was, it was just a Tim. mismatch. Down Did you have to say just... it twice? I'll be down. It was a talent mismatch, I think. I think it's just pretty simply that. All right. 
Let's go. Let's go to the wheel. Florida and um, Georgia. Florida and Georgia. Yeah, this was a good, really good uh, first quarter game, and then it was over. <laughs> wow. But I mean, but other than that, yeah, it was it was entertaining, and I think for for Georgia, um, you know, the quarterback Beck played really well. I mean, he gets better every week. Um, they found out that they could win on offensively without Bowers, the the tight end. They just they start using the other weapons, Edwards and McConkey, and guys that they have there. So I think it was actually a you know I mean a, a blessing in disguise that Bowers isn't with them, and they're finding other guys to to win with. And then they just play uh, play good defense. But um, other than that, it's, like I said, it was just a, a good first quarter game. All right, Steve. You know, I think somebody, I don't know if it was real or whether it was Tim, that said they have better athletes right now. And for the most part, yeah, that's true. The biggest problem with Florida, though, is they're just very inconsistent. And that's the same thing with Miami. They'll get it straightened out down there soon, though, in Florida. But uh, both of them, I really like the skill set that their athletes have. But, they, you know, you can't throw interceptions. You can't have fumbles and those types of things that really cause you to, to lose games. And against what was the number one team in the, in, in the nation, you just can't make mistakes and have turnovers and penalties, especially at costly times. And that was, to me, the, the, the big difference in, uh, in Georgia. You know, they played a really good game. And uh, I think they did. Now, Brock, I, now, he didn't play. Brock Bowers didn't play Saturday, right? No. Okay. So, yeah, I, I didn't think I saw him. I think I saw him on the sidelines. But, yeah, not to belabor the point. Georgia is, right now is a, is a better football team. Okay. Precious. I have nothing to add. We can move on. Okay. <laughs> nothing. All right, right Chris, I want to I want to stay with you because the Colorado and UCLA game, and I think number seventy eight started off at left tackle, right tackle. I think he's played every position for Colorado <laughs> but center. You want to stay on every. That? Everybody on that offensive line for Colorado needs to turn in their, their scholarship. They are of no good. And the fact they that they're still playing, the fact that they're still playing and not a whole lot of substitutions and their gaps in the fourth quarter means they don't have anybody else. Um, and, and, and that is glaring. But Shador Sanders was running for his life, and I'm surprised that they scored um, the way they did. They at least got 16 points. But um, and the last thing to me, there were grown men on UCLA's defensive line, defense period, and and they were hitting, they were no match. Colorado and that line was no match. There was nothing you could say to that, nothing. All right, Tim. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I, you know, I I didn't jump on the Colorado bandwagon early on, uh, and and looking back the TCU win doesn't look as good as it did early on, and the Nebraska win certainly doesn't look as good as we thought. And But they're playing – but they're, they're a much better football team than they were last year. Uh, I, I'll admit that. And I think they've got some really good skill position guys, but they've got some, some work to do. They're, they're not very deep at all. They don't have any depth. Um, and uh, UCLA just exposed them. UCLA is a, a fairly good um, D1, top-tier, Pac-12 uh, team and uh, it showed 
right? Will, Colorado and uh, UCLA. Yeah. <clears throat> normally, normally you, you try to <clears throat> isolate your uh, – <clears throat> normally you try to isolate a defensive lineman on a bad offensive lineman. Colorado, you know, because you move your defensive lineman around, put him here and there, and kind of set up matchups. You don't normally see that on offense, where you move an offensive lineman around to try to hide him from the defense. It's kind of a, kind of a, a bad thing there. But yeah, clearly, um, CU has uh, some some skill guys, um, but they don't really have upfront people offensively or defensively, and part of that falls on recruiting. But you know, some of that is uh, is um, you know CU's fault, right? Because they brought in 86 dudes uh, in the transfer yeah. portal. Uh, you'd like to think that you could find you about five good offensive linemen out of 86 dudes. Uh, yeah. And then the, the defensive line matchup from UCLA, that was interesting just because those two deep, the twins from UCLA were um, high school rivals of Shador, so they certainly had his name uh, tattooed on, 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 on their arm, and then also they kind of tattooed him on, on his head. Uh, a few times. <laughs> I mean, so it was, so it was interesting uh, to watch, but you know, in the long run, certainly CU has come up with with depth. They don't have depth, and they don't have you know the big guys. And most games are won or lost uh, in the uh, in the trenches. But but most yeah. all, most importantly, to add insult to injury, after those guys got their butt beat out on the field, um, they had that slight yeah. deal where somebody broke into the locker room and and stole some of the jewelry from the uh, the players. Uh, from CU, which you know, obviously smells like an inside job. I don't, I don't know how that happens, but uh, yeah, that kind of mm-hmm. has insulted. Yeah, well, like okay. I said last night, I think I know they're investigating Michigan for sign stealing. I think there needs to be an investigation to find out where was Snoop Dogg during the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful, Tim. That's awful. Hey, Snoop, we like you on this show. <laughs> don't he live? Don't, don't he live in if LA? You, <laughs> the views oh, of some man. are not the That's views cold. of all. <laughs> he, he has been he has been seen on the sidelines before. <laughs> hey Snoop, that's not me. That's Tim Moore. His name is Tim Moore. T I M. All right. Uh, I want to come to uh, Steve. Uh, you kind of hear what everybody said about the Colorado UCLA game. Uh, your thoughts on it? Two things. One first thing, even though their offensive line is pretty bad right now, Shadur has to throw the ball away sometimes because yeah. you can't you can't buy time when there really isn't any time to buy because they're they're going to be in there. So instead of you know holding on, he makes a lot of big plays. Throw the ball away sometimes. Don't take those hits. But that's the first thing I think needs to happen. And and Will said it too. They they. He got really good people through the portal, but he built the team kind of backwards because he's got great, right. not great, he's got outstanding skill positions and some good speed in the backfield and out, you know, out in the wide, out of, in the wide receiving. A, a poor punter is a special guy, but typically, I agree with Will. Not typically, but you build the other way around. You build the O line, you build the D line, right, and then you go back from there. I've always had that philosophy, though. And, and, but uh, I don't know if he had to take what was available this year, but I think once they do get some guys out on the recruiting trail, they'll they'll make some strides next year. But then you've got to throw the ball away, and they've got to improve up front on offense and defense. But the flip side of that, too, is I really did enjoy watching East LA. I hadn't seen them play, 
this year, and they are talented. They've got a really good team. It's not like like the Oregon, I think, in the Pac-12 in Washington, but they've got a really good team, and they they can beat. They were fun to watch. First, it was it was fun to to listen to Chip Kelly swing over Dion. I think he put a little Jordan on him a little bit, you know. I was all great about him and good, and then he went out and whooped his butt. But that's the way you do it. <laughs> it happens like that sometimes. I just don't see uh, what Shadur could have done differently. Um, a three-step drop, he didn't even have that, and they were on him. Yeah. They were on him in two steps. So I, I don't know how he could have – maybe he could have thrown the ball away, but he was running for his life. And most of the time yeah, they were on yeah. him. Most of the time, I agree. Yeah. But there were at least yeah. a handful, if not more, of instances where he got sacked because he was holding the ball. Yeah, uh, trying to make a play. what I saw. I, uh, Will, you brought up an interesting point about the two, the twins that uh, was a rival of uh, Shador when he was at out of playing in Texas, correct? Yes. Okay. After the game, they tried to shake his hand, and he didn't want to have anything to do with him. I don't know if yeah. you guys saw that after the game. I missed that. Yeah, they <laughs> they reached out to him to shake his hand. He turned his back on him. But I guess uh, somebody must have called him. That's why he turned his back. But anyway, uh, <laughs> all right, Tim. He has, he has some merchandise. To I say, would have, to too. I don't know how you get a beat down like that and then go say, hey, buddy, you know, good game. No, no, Shador got beat up physically. I wouldn't have shook yeah. their hands either. Yeah, I, oh, I, think well, Shador, I, I think Shador was just probably tired of shaking her hands because they had been shaking his hands all game long. <laughs> <laughs> Will is on point tonight. Shador's got a little bit of an attitude problem. He does. He does. If you ask me. You know what? I, I kind I'm of agree with that. I'm not trying to be funny, but to play football, you gotta have a, you got to have, have some issues. And, I, I look, I don't blame him. I have an attitude, too. <laughs> I don't. I don't uh, mean just because of the UCLA game either. I just mean no. I'm talking about period. When you play football, you you you, you can't be a nice guy. You gotta be. You gotta have that dog in you. Well, no, I've never played football, play football and I have some issues, so I don't have yeah. an excuse. I'm a sore yeah, loser. I have issues. <laughs> I agree with what Duck is saying, and I agree with both of you yeah. actually. But I think that you can be a dog on the field, and after the game, I can shake your hand. Now, I don't want to go to yeah. dinner with you. Right. <laughs> okay? We ain't got to spend I, I, quality time together, but I'll shake your hand and move on. You know, okay. I, I think that's and, and Steve, would be the right thing. You, Steve, you, you're a good guy. I, look, you beat my show. I ain't shaking. I'm out of there. I'm, I'm, I'm Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> that was wrong, too. <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> but well, hey, do what you need to do, I guess. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <right>, Tim. <laughs> okay, let's look at let's look at this week's games. We let's start off with a really hotly contested game, I believe. Uh, both of, both teams are playing pretty well. Uh, we thought Texas was one of the best teams in the country after that Alabama win, uh, but they've kind of fallen off a couple times. Seem like they're right in the ship. And Kansas State has been on a roll the last few weeks. Uh, what do you think, uh, Will Lewis, uh, Kansas State and Texas? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. normally I would jump on Texas right off the bat and say, you know, they're clearly one of the better uh, one-loss teams in, in the country. But both the uh, Kansas teams are playing well. I mean, Kansas and Kansas State 
are actually playing well, and they, they will sneak up on you and surprise you. So um, yeah. I would go with Texas, but I'd have some reservations, because I think the uh, K-State can certainly surprise you. Okay, uh, Steve, what, what, are, what are you thinking, uh, Kansas State and uh, Texas? Is this a Big 12 championship preview? Uh, I, I don't think so. I, I'm looking at it when I saw that I said trap game, trap game. This is a trap game for Texas. Yep. Just like last week, Oklahoma got beat by Kansas. They yep. both seem they beat up on each other, and then one of them will lose to either Kansas or Kansas State every year. I hope that it doesn't happen Saturday. But, like Will said, I have my reservations big time. And they don't have Quinn Ewers. The quarterback is still mm-hmm. hurt. So I guess the brother, Murphy, is going to uh, – start again, and although he, although he looks very talented and gifted, it's hard to get thrown in there in the middle of the season in these Power 5 conferences and expect that person to, to be consistent from week to week. So I'm scared for Texas this week. Cautiously optimistic, but definitely afraid. Mm-hmm. Princess, uh, Steve makes a good point about them being without their quarterback, but if you're in the state of Texas, uh, one of the best high school football states in the country uh, and one of the most populated, um, you should have quality backups, shouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. And But what does it say about Arch Manning, who is now sitting at, at three on the depth chart? Right. But I've right. forgotten about Ewers that um, is out and will be out this game. What does Malik do? Um, and I think that evens the playing field a little bit. And I thought Kansas State looked good against Oklahoma. Um, so yeah. Oklahoma beats Texas, and then Kansas State beats Oklahoma. Let's see what happens um, in, in this one. I'm going to lean towards Texas, um, maybe for selfish reasons, but this is going to be an evenly matched game, and I think it's going to come down to a couple of last drives, and let's see if Malik can handle the pressure. Um, he's on it, you know, and they're trying. They're in the national picture. What can he do? Yeah. Go ahead. No, I just said it was Kansas that beat Oklahoma over the weekend. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. So um, I got them wrong. Sorry about that. That's the same. Um, Duck, Duck, what are you, what are you <laughs> thinking? Um, I don't know where they're playing this game, whether they're in Manhattan or Austin, but uh, what, do you, what are you thinking about this one? Well, first of all, I, I just uh, got a, a bulletin. I think Arch uh, paid uh, Malik $2 million out of his $7 million just to kind of <laughs> – Go down, go down in the first quarter, so he can he can play the rest of the game out. So I'm going horns down. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let me stay with you, um, uh, Duck. Uh, Notre Dame's on a on a roll, and Dabo is arguing with uh, fans on the radio program, um, telling them, you know, I can't let you talk to me like a twelve year old. Uh, what are you thinking, Notre Dame and Clemson this week? Well, I, I, I'm thinking that. Uh, Dabo said next year he's going portal and NIL. So I'm going Notre Dame. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, Will, what do, what are you thinking? Notre Dame and Clemson? Usually a pretty mm-hmm. good matchup. Yeah. And when, when Dabo says he's going portal, he's talking about himself, not even his players. <laughs> I want to get out of there. Dabo has been highly disappointing, man, with all his, his public comments, whether it was about his players or whether it was about the fans calling in on a, on a radio show. And <laughs> part of what he was complaining about is, like, the fans boiled here because you know, I've won whatever it was, seven ACC championships, and you guys are still coming at me like 
how can they pay me $11 million, uh, you know, or they don't pay me $11 million to go four and four. So he, he's right. having issues with, uh, you know, comments like that. But, you know, you just can't come at the fans and say, you know, well, you guys are part of the problem because you guys are spoiled. So he he, he just is, I think he's kind of losing it. He he might need to jump into the portal himself. But anyway, <laughs> that being said, um, yeah, I'm a Notre Dame. I'm on the Notre Dame bandwagon and would like to see Notre Dame stick it to him pretty good. Uh, Steve Thornton, uh, what are you thinking, uh, Notre Dame and Clemson? I, I, I want Notre Dame to win because I, I would like to see the Coach Freeman continue to have a good season and be successful. And um, with Clemson, I want y'all to take Dabo and Jimbo and somebody <laughs> punch both of them in the face. Okay? <laughs> they, okay. They, again, there are two more that really irritate but mm-hmm. I, I hope that Notre Dame will win. I, I won't go on a tangent about it, but I, I hope Notre Dame beats. Okay, Princess, what are you thinking, Notre Dame and uh, Clemson? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm beginning to like Davil less and less every game, and, and, and certainly this year. And I think he, he feels he's earned the right for them not to ask him hard questions in the press conference. It's coming, Davo. And I don't think four losses is going to be all you get this season. Um, and I think he's offended by them being hard on him or asking those questions. And it's, it's open season, um, for sure. It's surprising. But this is the way they are. And I'm on the Marcus Stream and Notre Dame bandwagon, too. Uh, Doug, did I get you on this one? Notre Dame? Club? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, Princess, uh, let me come back to you, back into the SEC. Uh, coming into the season, uh, LSU was showing a lot of promise, and everybody was talking. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people were talking that they may uh, be a contender for the playoffs uh, and certainly an SEC championship. Uh, but uh, Florida State, from down in your neck of the woods, uh, clipped them pretty good in game one, and they don't seem that they've completely recovered from that. Uh, what are you thinking going into uh, Tuscaloosa this week? Hold on. Who's playing? I, we we start talking about Florida State. LSU. Oh, LSU. LSU and Alabama. Okay, I got sidetracked with Florida State. I don't know why we have to continue to bring that up. Now. Okay. <laughs> and and you only do it with me. I, you know, I'm, I'm protesting. I got a flag out. Um, LSU at Alabama. I, I have Alabama, but. I think this is going to be a track meet, and if Alabama um, doesn't stop them on defense or has an answer for them, this could get get ugly. And I don't know if LSU, the team, is smart enough to be afraid of them at Brian Denny. Um, I think this is going to be closer than than people think. But I'm I'm going Alabama. I'm going to <laughs> Satan like like uh, like Duck does. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> Okay, uh, Duck. What do you what are you thinking? LSU and Alabama down in South Florida. Hey, my my answer is real simple. Nick Satan. <laughs> <laughs> so you said mine was intricate. It was just too involved, <laughs> too long. <laughs> Everett Scott like. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Ooh, sorry. Yeah, I should know better than to ask Duck about anything that has to do with somebody from West Virginia. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Will Lewis, what are you thinking? LSU always full of talent, um, but they have been pretty disappointing this season. Yeah, yeah, I think they've underachieved since uh, the first game of the year um, that they kind of let get away. <clears throat> but yeah, and I think Alabama, uh, even after their loss, they've consistently gotten better. Um, the quarterback has played better. 
Um, again, this is probably safe. One of, this has to be one of Saban's best coaching jobs, and I think it continues this week. So, Alabama. Steve Thornton, what are you thinking, Alabama and LSU? I like Alabama in this one because LSU is too inconsistent. Okay. You kind of know what you're going to get from Bama. They're not playing the best ball in the, in the world, but LSU is inconsistent. I like Alabama. Okay, Steve, let me say with you, uh, Missouri – uh, looks like a pretty good football team. And they actually outplayed Georgia last year and probably should have won that game in Columbia. Uh, Georgia, I think, got them in the last two minutes and took their first lead and won the game. Uh, what are you thinking? They're going down to Athens this week. Yeah, and, and, and therein lies the edge. I picked Georgia only because they're in Athens. You're right, Missouri is a good football team. And it'll kind of be a pretty close game, I'm thinking, especially if Brock Bowers is still out. Uh, I, I haven't heard anything or read anything because uh, they, they missed yeah, him. He had surgery. He had yeah, surgery. Yeah. <laughs> He's out. You know what? Ooh. You know what? I'm going to give you. I'm going to take Missouri to upset wow. the apple cart, and that'll really mess up the the uh, committee, the playoff committee. So let's take oh, Missouri yeah. by a field goal in Athens. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Princess, uh, Steve brings up a good point. If Missouri were to pull off the upset, uh, we're looking at no undefeated SEC teams and perhaps uh, the first year that we can remember not having an SEC team in the playoffs. What do they do? Uh, or what do you think uh, will happen in Athens? A girl can dream. If, that, if Missouri can pull it off, I'm rooting for them, for sure. Um, and, and I could care less about SEC teams not having any wins in the playoffs. You know, Florida's not in there, so who cares? But um, I hope they all lose. Come on, okay. Missouri. <laughs> okay, well, Lewis, one of these days I'm gonna have thinking? a response that's not so emotional. I'm working on this. <laughs> uh, Will, what are you thinking? Missouri, Missouri's actually shown some talent, and and they're a pretty good football team. Yeah. I think at this point, and this is for Princess, at this point, the only team Missouri might lose to might be Florida uh, on November 18th. Okay, I'm, kidding. I'm just kidding there. But, not, not, not so. uh, but I do think Missouri has the ability to score, and that's what's, uh, that's what's scary because uh, Georgia's defense really does have to rise to the occasion because Missouri can put the pressure on it. They've got a quarterback, you know, who they booed early on in the year who's been nothing but stellar since then, and, and they've racked up 34 points here, 38 points here. They've played against some pretty good defenses. So Missouri, I would think, would be the most likely candidate to upset Georgia, but I'm still going to go with Georgia for the win. Okay, Duck, uh, Missouri uh, going into Athens between the heads. Well, I really, I really appreciate what Steve said about uh, uh, upset, and I, was, and I did it last night. I, I'm taking Missouri as an upset special to upset the apple cart because that possibly gives me hope that West Virginia could get in there. Quit dreaming, Doug. <laughs> Sit down somewhere. All right, Doug, is on Thank your Thank you. Say it loud, Tim. Oh, Lord. Come on, Tim. <laughs> okay. I guess I, I guess I ain't getting any love from anybody. Okay. All right. Moving right <laughs> along. <laughs> All right. I, I want to stay with you. home, country road. <laughs> I, I would say with uh, Tim uh, What pro games did you watch? 
Oh, well, boy. they had a little tussle in New York this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. He starts and, right uh, there. <laughs> and 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 I, I have to say, you know, begrudgingly, um, my quarterback, uh, he actually played fairly well down the stretch. He was clutch, both at the end of regulation and during uh, during overtime. So uh, I watched that one for sure. Um, I also watched the Cleveland Browns give one away in Seattle. Um, you know, they are, I think they're a very good football team that is sort of up and down. Um, and I'm, I don't know what the deal is with with uh, Deshaun uh, Watson. I, I, I think he's hurt, quite honestly. Uh, but if for by some chance he could come back and, and resemble the Deshaun Watson that we saw in Houston, um, look out. And Cincinnati, boy, they're on the come. Cincinnati Bengals look really good. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like you said, Tim, I don't know what's wrong with Deshaun Watson either. But I, unlike you, I think he's uh, I think he's not healthy. But part of that two two and thirty million guarantee, some of them should go to uh, Geno Smith. Just that's just my opinion. All right. Uh, <laughs> I got it, Tim. I, oh Lord. <laughs> All right. uh, Steve Thornton, what games do you watch? <laughs> okay. First off, I did see some of the Cincinnati-San Francisco games, and I was really, of course, I was really glad. I'm happy. I'm not a San Francisco fan at all. So to see them get beat by Cincinnati was pleasing. Of course, I watched the Cowboys and the Rams, and uh, I, I was very, very happy about the game, a little disappointed that they didn't have, they were not a player in the uh, market that ended today. But those are my – and I watched the Chiefs lose to uh, the Broncos. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, but it, 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 it's that time of the year, you know. It's hard to, to, to go undefeated or go 8-1 or 9-1. You know, the better teams are, will take a, a knock here and there. And this weekend, the boys play the Eagles. So, you know, they have a chance to really get the, to level the playing field. But – Cowboys Rams was good, and of course the the Bengals and the Forty Nineers was good. So there you go. Well, part of that Bronco and Chiefs game, uh, I don't know if you know, but Sierra before the game had a better handshake than Taylor Swift, uh, Steve. Oh, okay. So, I didn't so know that could have that could have been an issue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, yeah, saw a, a couple games, um, including the uh, the Giants and the Jets game. <clears throat> and you know, just like like Dabo in college, um, Brian Dayball in uh, for the Giants, it's starting to get yeah. worn out with him too, and his his tantrums and tirades on the uh, on the sideline, and it always looks like he's always blaming everybody else for whatever's going on, and, and obviously he's the guy that should be controlling all that kind of stuff, and then making crazy decisions at the end on whether to go for it or not go for it and uh, putting the ball back in the Jets' hand with, with one more possession to go and the, and the Jets capitalized on it. So <clears throat> it was a shout-out to the Jets, but also Dayball, man. I, I don't know. I just kind of question him as a, as a head coach. Um, saw the, uh, the Patriots-Dolphins game. I mean, and that one always still comes back down to the same thing. People always underestimate the speed of the, of the Dolphins. 
option. I mean, you just can't line up and, and play press on those guys and think you can run with them. Um, the game last night, Detroit and the Raiders kind of wanted to watch that one because you want to see those two pass rushers do their thing. Um, but clearly uh, Detroit had a much better pass rush than the Raiders did because Jimmy Garoppolo had probably one of the worst <laughs> games of his career with sacked multiple times. <clears throat> but the uh, the clincher for me was the Kansas City uh, Denver game, and and Denver's certainly doing enough to to beat Kansas City with a a sick Mahomes and all that kind of stuff. But the biggest story was at the end of the game when uh, Denver decided to play you know Taylor Swift song <laughs> as the Chiefs were running off the field. So, but that's a little yeah. bit of karma if you remember because when uh, Russ first came to Kansas City and they lost to Kansas City, they played a lot of Futures music for him. So. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. wow. I didn't know that. Future oh, that's, that's the baby daddy, isn't it? That's the yeah, baby exactly. daddy. Yeah, I was a former man. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, can I ask Will a question? Can I ask Will a question, Doug? Uh, Doug? Yes. Uh, I Go hear ahead. you talking about, my, my, about Miami. Have you, have you uh, caught religion on um, tour? Because uh, I know for a no. long time you and I were the only ones that didn't believe it. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of Tua by any means, but I think they do have the, the receivers, the fastest group in the world, and it makes him look a lot better because a lot of times he's just putting it up there as far as he can. And you got Tyreek running under it, you got Jalen running under it, you got the Mostart who can run and A Chain, all those guys who can run. So he's got a great uh, supporting cast. So I wouldn't get misled by thinking you know he's the second coming by any means. Okay. Okay. It would be no, all right, Francis. Um, I'm just glad too is healthy and that his health and concussions are not the conversation. Um, right. I'm glad he's having that kind of year to where that is not at the forefront. Um, I watched the end of the Jets game and was rooting just for for them to win, just for um, Tim Moore. Um, and the Giants coach, if he slams that headset down um, after <laughs> again, <laughs> I'm really over that. And they, they always have that there. Um, I watched the Cowboys um, and the Rams, and I was able to watch the entire game. So that was a good thing. And um, I watched the Kansas good. City. They, they looked good. Um, but yeah. I think they're inconsistent. But when that defense comes to play, you know, pick six, um, blocking a field goal, all of that, it just the special teams looked really good. I watched the Kansas City Swifties, and I, I didn't think they looked good the entire um, game. And um, Russell Wilson maybe has saved some face with, with um, Sean, um, so Sean Payton, and, and I don't know, hopefully so. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he looked good, and um, they played a Taylor Swift song afterwards. And she needs to stay home. Now she's traveling to Denver. Girl, go sit down. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, Francis, take us home, Francis. Oh, we get to go home after that? No, no. I guess that was my beef and and, and all of that tied up in one, correct? Um, Steve Thornton, thank you so much. Um, Will Lewis, thank you. Tim Moore and Duck Riley, I appreciate you all. It was a good good show. Happy Halloween to everybody that celebrates Um and um, make sure you give out candy, Duck. No shaving cream. Give out some candy. Someone, well, I was hoping you know. my homeboy bring me some razors because some of them jokes are about 90 years old coming to the door. <laughs> duck, duck, duck. <laughs> well, you listeners, know, the views of some on this show 
I'm not the views of all. Yes, Tim. <laughs> you know, Doug. You know, Doug. We've talked about how Steve Steve was a magician with those clay fakes. So you know, you might be doing that with candy nowadays. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I'm a Reese's Cup Hershey guy. <laughs> Again, the clincher is a, a drone with a ghost costume on and <laughs> flying low in the neighborhood. <laughs> <That's Aww. still. laughs> that made him scatter pretty quickly. <laughs> All right, <laughs> gentlemen, um, have a great um, week for sure. And, Duck, I'll see you on Thursday. Tim Moore, Steve Thornton, um, Will Lewis, thank you so much. Duck Riley, we don't have to say happy birthday from the Mountaineer family. We can just say happy birthday to people, right? I, no, I can't hear you. You're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> Go up on the pole, Duck, and get some reception if you're in West Virginia. <laughs> that is so good. How great you? <laughs> oh, I forgot, Steve. I'm sorry. <laughs> Never had so good. 